Welcome to I Won't Listen with Eddie and Megan, starring Megan and Eddie. Now here's Eddie and Megan. On January 27th, 2021, in our year of the Lord, because of a crippling fear to leave their home brought on by a global pandemic, Megan and Eddie decided it would be in the best interest of humanity to start a podcast in their garage. The podcast would go on to reach 10,000 downloads in countries all around the world, like the somewhat United States of the Americas, the windmill-filled tulip fields of the Netherlands, Omicron birthplace, South Africa, Novak Djokovic's least favorite place to travel, Australia, host of the 2021 Squid Game, South Korea, Insurrectionist Ted Cruz's favorite place to flee from Texas to Mexico. Both a state and a city, Malaysian powerhouse Singapore. The third largest economy in South America, Colombia. Home to the Paris Agreement and loose women, Bonjour France. The land of dragons, beans for breakfast, and pedo princes, the United Kingdom. Current apple of Russia's eye, Ukraine. Home to national dishes like salt cod and grilled sardines, it's Portugal. Stomping grounds of the delightful festival Oktoberfest, but also Hitler, Germany, and Canada. But mostly California, Texas, and some cities sprinkled up and down the East Coast. Not one sponsor, no distribution, no weekly schedule. Let this endeavor be a lesson to see students everywhere that if you make it, they shall listen. And yes, I understand that the beginning of this podcast is very, very long, but Megan was not here to rein me in, so this is the podcast the listeners shall receive. Now please join this international following of hardcore power wonties and hardcore I won't listeners as Eddie and Megan celebrate the 10,000th download of I Won't Listen with Eddie and Megan into the multiverse. That's a big That's opening. Very good. But it warrants it because this is our, we've had 10,000 downloads. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Uh, and we, and we, we don't even download it anymore. I used to download it. We used to. When we started, we would download like I my phone, my mm-hmm. computer, the TV. Is the TV a thing? Yeah, the TV, so. TVs are a thing, Megan. They're a thing, but it's not a download. I think it TV is a download. it goes from your phone to the TV. Uh, I think, no, you have, well, Good. my point is we mm-hmm. were doing that. Yep. But now we don't do it anymore. Don't do it we anymore. We barely make episodes. <laughs> it's true. But my point is. We have taken a little bit of pause from the last one because we're producing a lot of pieces for this yeah. episode because it's huge. And he's been in his lab. I've been down here. Yeah. <laughs> been down here focused. Really. Really focused. Dialed in. I'm dialed in. You know, things are changing in my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, my not, brain chemistry is different. Mm, a little it, bit. Is it? But I don't know. Anyways, 10,000 downloads. Six of the seven continents. That's a big deal. We're missing Antarctica. Uh, right. Uh, what are the where where internationally are we? We just it was in the opening. All those. Like, oh yeah. Just, what are you doing? <laughs> totally forgot. We just heard it. Yeah. But that's the. What is that? Oh God! It's they're doing multiverse. the work outside. We're in the multiverse. Oh God! Noises just happened. But six Scrap of the it. seven continents. Scrap it. Scrap the, the multiverse or the episode. Scrap the episode. We're already in the multiverse. Oh, we can't. God. You can't turn back. Unless we had Doctor Strange casting one of his spells. Benedict Cumberbatch. 
Bitch. It's weird that he... What a name. Yeah. Who named that baby? It's a a mouthful. You're already Cumberbatch. Is your last name? Yeah. Hey, how about Benedict up in front of that? Yeah. How about about just Paul? Yeah. Paul Cumberbatch. uh, Like kindergarten spell your name? Like, well, it's kind of a lot. Benedict Cumberbatch. Sounds like a... B.C. It sounds like a uh, some kind of... This guy should make like a vodka, a dill-flavored vodka. Dill? Yeah, dill. <laughs> That's disgusting. Dill-flavored vodka? It might be gross. Yeah. I don't know. No, you know what? It wouldn't be gross because you'd use it in Bloody Marys. Yeah. Well, there is already a need for... A, or some people prefer a pickle flavor. A, a pickled pickled flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My point is, mm-hmm. we need some ice nerd down in Antarctica... To yeah. download this. We've got to make friends with a scientist Yeah, who wants to download the pod. We don't have any friends that are scientists. We do not. I mean, I wish I had a friend that was a scientist. Well, doctors count. Well, doctors are not scientists, but they are smart people. Yeah, I guess they're... They, I don't are, think they're are scientists. Are they scientists? Let me Google what that. is a scientist? What do they have to There's do? Investigate a scientist. Uh, things? Know about the... like. I would like for our doctor friends to tell us, like, yes or no. I would love for that to happen. Why don't you text one of your doctor Our friends and see? Because they're at work. Well, sometimes they're off. They, you know. Our doctor's scientist. Do you want Reddit? Sure. Reddit's fine. I anything. F- oh. Here we go. They're not, are they? They're not. No, they, they you know what they do? They practically, uh, practically they're apply. They're trained as scientists, but they are not What do you mean trained? At, you mean as much training as a scientist would be trained? or mm-hmm. But they're not trained in the same mm-hmm. fields. Uh, there's so many fields of science. You think science is just science, but within science are the many... A scientist is trying to establish some knowledge. Okay. In contrast, a doctor is trying to help a patient. So the I would say the doctor takes what the scientist has learned and applies it to the patient, if it's the same field. God the, damn it, I'm smart. Did you no, see what I did there? No. I took the information you gave me and I, I spun it into something amazing. Mm-hmm. Megan... Yeah. The point is, we need a scientist friend that goes to the, one of those little ice places, yeah. like from that show, The Head. Oh, yeah. Download Just download one episode. That's all we need. Then we're on all seven continents. That was Chandy that told us about that, right? Yeah, that was a great, oh, that was a good great choice. It was also, a good one. Yeah. So anyways, 10,000 downloads, everybody. 10,000 big ones. <clears throat> that's, that's a lot. You know what? Mm-hmm. For a couple of, uh, you know, people. They found each mm-hmm. other, fell mm-hmm. in love, made two children, two great humans. Yeah, they're pretty great. They're really good. We got, we did good there. We're so annoying and they tolerate us. They really do put it. And they like even, uh, they migrate up towards, up the stairs at night to watch things with us still. Yeah. This is pretty good. It's nice. But we got some thank yous. Because oh, it wasn't just us. It's 90% now. us. Yeah. And by 90% us, I mean 90% me. Yeah. And then there's you. But together we're ninety. <laughs> You're the funniest part of this I guess show. I do leave you down here to edit and do all the actual work because I, I just think don't have it in me. I'm the like, eh. the person in me that's always wanted to do morning radio enjoys the production aspects of it, and or, I, it gets yeah. you know what? It helps. It it, it scratches that itch. I am so glad you didn't do morning radio. That's why this is a good thing for us that I'm not some doing small it. Small market in Ohio or Texas. You didn't. You don't want to go down to like a Randall's and open it up. No. Cut that cord? No. Like, hey, new Randall's is opening up, and we're going to be down there giving out koozies. Yeah. It's yeah. Meatball and the beaver. Yeah. Come on down. We're down uh, here. Meatball and the beaver. That's the worst thing I've heard in a while. It's a pretty bad name. 
But we got some thank yous. Yeah. Are we going to do music to it? I'm going to put music in afterwards. Why? That's how it happens. It's more fun to do. No. Well, I can can put music in it. You want it now? Yeah. All right. Um, One second, please. Well, I play since I usually do this afterwards. Yeah. But I can do it right now, too. It's way better. I totally agree with you, but the length of songs and the timing, it's we're not good at that. Hang on one second, everybody. cut it off. Nobody expects us to be perfect. Lorena Bobbin over here. All right, one second, everybody. You cut it off with your fingers, not your teeth. Did she bite it off? I believe she did. I don't. Wow. Oh, here we go. That's good music there, Megan. time for thank yous. It is time for thank yous. We're thanking you people for being... Should we do coffee buyers first? Let's do the people that have purchased purchased stuff. They've gone to the website and they've purchased coffee. Oh, Noreen Hartman. Noreen Hartman. Thank you for the coffees, Noreen and Aaron and Mike. And Mike. Mike's probably part of that whole process. Correct. Megan Wilson. Megan Wilson from Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And she's gotten us a lot of coffees. That's a lot of coffee. stop getting us coffees, huh? Yeah. We're getting jittery. No, keep giving us coffees. No, keep... Well, we should get you a coffee. All right. Ariel and Preeti. Ariel and Preeti. I mean, the soundboard alone yep. should have been enough, but they got us coffee. Thank you for the coffee. Thank and, you for the and coffee. And friendship. It's sometimes the a friendship. little bit much with us. That's one of our doctor friends. <laughs> uh, Cassie Cop. Thank you for oh, the coffee. Oh, yes. Thank you for the coffee. And thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Got us to 10,000. Th- yeah, 10, you know what? You probably are uh, at least you. 72 of those. I'll see you at the next band event. If you think about it, yeah. every person you're thanking has downloaded at least 72. Maybe. Because that's how many episodes. Maybe people are foreign and they're like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, the Emmermans, Jen uh, and Scott. Scott listens to it on listening. his ride to work. Or Correct. His work is all over the city. It's all over. And we're able to like bring him joy. Yes, and he brings us coffee. Arpy and whiskey. Arpy and whiskey. Uh, Whiskey's a we dog. We know it's Arpy. Yeah, we know. Do- dogs can't get on line. Yeah. Or can they? Uh, Britta and Harper. Britta and Harper. Uh, the coffees that they've gotten us. My Mrs. Kelly and Miss Kelly, mm-hmm. as I call Harper. And she mm-hmm. goes, Mr. Gosling. Sarah and Kit in D.C. That's right. Our D.C., our legal eagle, Sarah. That's right. We have some questions for you, actually, yeah. too. She's going to help us out. What is it about? Law. Law. The Velans. The Velans. Uh, it's yes. my cousin and her husband out there in Jim and uh, Jess. Pennsylvania. That's right. Hooking us up with some coffees. Who actually said they were cleaning dishes mm-hmm. to uh, the holiday songs? Wait a second. We have to restart the music restart again, Restart it. Right? We got yeah, way more. Because it's too goddamn good. Oh, my God. The music's oh, starting all starting over again. again. But I'm not... You can just start now because right. I'm not dipping. Kelly Kirtley, thank you for the coffee. Kelly Kirtley, that's one of those people we don't even know. Don't even know. They her. just listen. She I seems like a cool what? lady, according to her Instagram, yeah. hiking all over the place. Right. Thanks for the coffees. Yeah, thanks for the downloads. Kelly Kirtley. The Odies. The Odies. Mostly Mickey. Mostly Mickey and whatever dog she's fostering. Fostering dogs, buying coffees. Like, I what love a nice it. person that is. And you know, Chris is probably out there chalking soccer lines, <laughs> soccer fields with lines. Down to Texas, Chandy and Zach. Oh, we're down there in Texas now. Oh, Chandy yeah, I got and a couple Zach. down there. Chandy's running that uh, Capital City Comedy Club, which is coming back, now yep. part of the Helium family. Yep. And Zach's still uh, watching those calves. Cutting calves his own hair. Mavs. Cutting his own hair and watching the Mavs. 
What a real. I'm just kidding. What he doesn't a, cut his own hair. I bet he does. <laughs> Why would I say You've that? You've seen his He's hair. He's such a nice guy, and I'm such He's a, a turd. That might be one of the nicest people we've ever met. We're a good family. Jewish. Ah, the Trexlers. The Trexlers. Molly, Will, Ellie, and he won't admit it, but Rob. From Parts Unknown, Rob. That's right. Rob's from the upper Midwest, isn't he? Correct. I don't know. I thought, I isn't there some place he travels to, yeah. like South Dakota? Oh, I think it's like Michigan or something. Maybe it's Michigan. Yeah. Rob, we got to get to know you more. Hit yeah. the website, <laughs> IWon'tListen.com, and email us. I don't know if this person's bought us coffee, but Paul Krug. Paul Krug. Is, no, he's gotten his coffee. Then Paul Krug. The Krug. Jessica Krug he's, included. Yeah, we're even, so we even going to throw in Sam there, who was, yeah. remember, featured in that uh, article. That's right. Uh, the Stutzers, Aaron and Patrick. That's right. Patrick um, is going to be on next week's episode. Guests. That's our nephew. And for our families, Ed and Sandy. Ed and Sandy. Now, they haven't purchased those coffees. But they do like to drink coffee while they listen to it. And they've also the given us so much more than coffee. So they much given, feedback. They birthed me. That's right. Life. My mommy birthed me. Mike and Megan. Music's building right yep. there. Mike and Megan. What can we say about Mike and Megan? Megan's hilarious, and Mike is just refusing Good to make people. custom playlists. Yeah. Like, what an easy Our friendship gig. with Megan will continue, Mike. Absolutely will. Mike, <laughs> uh, until you get back in I on this. emailed him. I'm so sorry that he did this to you. He did say that uh, he appreciated the apology from you. Yeah. The Bordens. The Bordens. Up, up in Montana. Up there in Michelle's Montana. period drama Fudge. The Fudge has been amazing. That's it's right. probably added a pound Wallace to the family. And Smith. Let me tell you this. He told me when I was up there yeah. that while Montana square acreage is bigger than California, it has a tenth of the population of Los Angeles. I don't trust Angeles. Joe's stats. They're like yours. I don't either. I do not either. But guy, guy loves lovely newsies. Lovely man. He lovely does man. love newsies. Lovely man and can really fill a pair of jeans. Oh, Jim and Amy. Jim and Amy out there just uh, hustling. They get like, that music business going. Yeah. and Giving birth. They have babies. They have uh, multiple children. Jim's still playing the video games. Oh, man. Uh, Let's see who we have. Uh, Eric and Colleen. Oh, yes. My brother, who's been fake flying a plane around, who is about to get back to Austin, Texas. He's done an entire Microsoft simulator flight around the globe. Yes, yes. And Colleen has uh, the saint she is, has put up with every bit of that. Uh, How about John and Catherine, my youngest brother? I have no idea if they listen or not, but they had a baby, and his name is Teddy. It's very cute. So I'm thanking them for making me an aunt again. I like you called their baby an it. It's very cute. (laughs) It's very cute. I do that a lot. But babies are its. When I had we had the puppy, I go, Mia, hold it, hold this. Yeah, hold it. Hold this. What's wrong with you? It's like a like a soda. Dave and Michelle. Dave and Michelle. Dave, I gotta tell you, man. The knee guy. You had totally fixed Oliver up. He's uh, back That's to right. running now and uh, using the old bike over here. And That's uh, right. they listen. I think Michelle's the uh, really hardcore listener over there. She is. Dave's, you know, and Dave floats in and out of it. Dave listens to whatever Michelle has on the TV. That's what mm-hmm. I've learned. That is correct. It's not true. John and Karen. John yeah. and Karen. What's up, you guys? That's I mean, right. we spent every waking hour of this pandemic with you, basically. Mm-hmm. We know you guys so much. You know what? You know how I talk about puzzles yeah. and stuff like that? You know, like there's this whole part of the world where... Mm-hmm. Like men like to watch their wives do things with other men. Okay, listen, we're we're saying thank you. That's me with puzzles. Okay, Uh, did we do Jess Krug? We did. We did the Krugs. Okay, Uh, Uh, Joel Elliott. Joel Elliott out there. uh, He's making like music now. He's stamping pieces of paper for art. That's right. Making new spirits. My girl Kim. Kim, they're over there, Strand Brewing, and they're just—I mean, like, 
Nice family. Great people. Family. Local uh, business. Support yeah, them. Get support out there. Them. Who else? To, uh, I think we're, uh, we're at the end there. You got all the people I that we've so. needed to thank. Everybody yeah. on that list that you've written down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I, I got to say, we're probably forgetting somebody. We have to be forgetting. Okay, so here's somebody. what we're going to do. We've probably forgot somebody. And, hey, we apologize. Things yeah. things slip. We can correct it. I'm 51. Feel 48. But I'll tell you. <laughs> Christmas whispers. So Christmas whispers. Go over and listen to the holiday songs, even though it's February. Oh. So I'm going to say, we're going to make a pause. Pause in it. And you can say your name there. We just want a big thank you to go to. Now you can either say it out loud. Insert your name. Or if you're other people, keep it in your head. All right? So we'd like to. We want a big thank you to go out to. Big special thanks to. Big special thank you to. This is the pause. We couldn't have done it without you. Oh, my God. You have been there every step of the way. I, um, I owe you a debt of gratitude. It's It's been a shaky ship to start these yeah. seas. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for staying up we with us. We are a lot. I wish we were really late at night. You could only listen to us between the hours of 2 and 4. Like I think Delilah. music makes our show better. What I do you think? I think we like doing this more with music. Uh, I think... Like, I'm instantly in a better mood. Don't you feel like you're talking about a movie? Yes. I hey, like got a little bit sci-fi, but I don't care. It, the end of it does, when it builds, it does get into this weird realm mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. Yes. Ananita. I know she listens Ananita. out there. Thank you for the chocolates, yeah, too. Yeah, thank you for those chocolates. Mm. We had, somebody else gave us chocolates. We had a battle sure. of the chocolates. Battle of the chocolates. Gotta tell you, it's a tie. Hey, Eddie, thank you. Oh, hey, Megan, thank you. Can't I want to give out. you so many kisses. <laughs> so gross okay so how's that gross i like to kiss you all right you're very all right wonderful oh you don't want to tell me how wonderful you are and talented cue the music brave is it gonna go again no no that's it oh that would have been amazing if it just kept going and we couldn't turn it off well i can turn it off but you notice i have to stop things that Uh, lorena bobbitt thing popped out of nowhere yeah it was a funny one okay so those are our thank yous now there's one person we didn't thank but we didn't thank Mm -hmm. him for a certain reason because pretty much the inspiration oh the inspiration careers i would say if you had to pick somebody who seems like they wouldn't be inspiring but are so inspiring that's that's a compliment right <laughs> is it well because she's so just very low key low key and just chill and mm-hmm. like she you could drop her in anywhere she makes you want to be a better person she makes you want to be a better person she makes you want to be a better human yeah anyways and she's like she says our Very number wise one fan. too. She's super wise. Like sometimes she says something, I'm like, oh my god, why yeah. did I do that? I think she that's a lot of stuff. Like she reads a lot of bumper stickers and t-shirts, yes. and yes. she gathers that and like like things on pens and pencils. And she just it sticks with her, yeah. and she'll spit them out every once in a while. Yeah. But our special guest for this special episode is none other than <gasps> Martha Kelly. There we go. Do you like to laugh? Take a nap. Listen to Dolly Parton? Agonize over small purchases. If you said yes or even no to any of those things, then you will like Martha Kelly. You've seen her on TV. Walking her dog. Open mics. Eating toast at Polly's. But you've also seen her in movies like... A Marriage Story, alongside Adam Driver. I come back and forth a lot. That sounds difficult. It is. And expensive. I'll try to take it with me some of the time, but... A cold is a microphone to fly so much. Well, that can be hard on a child, all that recycled air. Well, he's sturdy. 
Some parents won't take their kids to a restaurant because of these super bugs. Baskets, alongside Zach Galifianakis. This is a really interesting motorcycle. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to find replacement parts for it. We may just have to get you a refurbished scooter. No, I, this is from France, and I, I, they make scooters better, so I, I, want, I want this one back. All due respect to your scooter, we actually make some pretty good ones here in America. What are you, Lee Greenwood? Spider-Man, alongside Spider-Man. The Washington Monument is 555 feet, 5 and 1 8 inches tall. But you've probably heard her right here on the I Won't Listen podcast, or seen her headlining a coffee shop on a Tuesday. So please welcome Torrance's own Martha Kelly. Oh, Martha Kelly, you've got a sister named Joan. Martha Kelly, welcome. Oh. Uh, very nice. Holy crap. Look who it is. It's Martha Kelly. Hey, it says I can leave the meeting. Is that? No, oh, yeah, go ahead. You can leave the meeting. Not good. No. <laughs> Wait, guys, it's not a meeting. It's, a, it's, you know, we have a guest on. Um, hey, your setup looks like a radio DJ, Eddie. No, thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know nice. that that's a compliment. Mm. You two guys look like you're in some kind of a commercial for cool furniture. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you. And lighting fixtures. <laughs> so, Martha, mm-hmm. how about that opening, huh? Whoa, what an introduction for you. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. I got to admit it. It did make me laugh out loud. <laughs> we had fun writing it. That's what we do. We're in the garage all day. So how have you been? Well, how have you been, Martha? Um... Well, currently trying to figure out how to move away from LA and uh, and what? quit sh- quit showing. <laughs> quit. Um, I think the place that I'm living is a little bit. Um, it's turning into a Sanford and Son situation, and um, <laughs> I kind of. Yeah, it's uh, it's not awful, but it's like. Um, there are a number of issues that are unsolvable. So I always feel like the best solution when you feel overwhelmed is to move across country. That's been my policy. I mean, it seems like an easy task to tackle. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to say you're wrong, but I don't think you are. Well, do you want me to come over and box some stuff up? Well, I need to go through and uh, Marie, is it Marie Kondo? Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I need to... Me, I need to Marie Kondo all my stuff and then. Well, Eddie's not read any of the books, so he can really help you. I can make boxes. Um, that would be great. I haven't read the book either. I just, I feel like it would tell me to throw away a lot of stuff. I think it's uh, the whole thing is if it doesn't bring you joy, then just get rid of it. Okay. But wouldn't it be easier if I just came in there and started putting things in boxes that I don't think would bring you joy? <laughs> no. I mean, I have to question that philosophy. Do pots and pans bring you joy? Mm, I think you're right. Yeah, they don't. You can't only have stuff that brings you joy. God damn it, Marie Kondo. Yeah. (laughs) Does she have kids or pets? Sometimes Duncan doesn't bring me joy. He brings me rage. Yeah. I mean, if you have a really good soup out of that pot, didn't that bring you joy? (laughs) Saucer soup. 
I knew how to make a good soup, but my I actually don't I don't do a whole lot of cooking, if I'm being honest. What? what, what, what didn't you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that got assaulted by your sister? Or did you assault um, the sandwich? We've talked about this, but let, bring us back. Bring a, bringing us back to, I believe, the 1990s. So me and my twin sister uh, living in my parents' house, full grown adults. And uh, we got in an argument and I had just made a peanut butter sandwich. No jelly. On, no jelly, just... Uh, two slices of home fried white bread and yeah. uh, Peter Pan peanut butter, creamy. Prison style. Dead man walking. Prison style. Rations. <laughs> Prison slop, I like to call it. And uh, <laughs> and then we got in a fight and uh, and she went over and punched my sandwich. And because white bread and peanut butter are so soft, yeah. it just made a, a fist print in it and then we then the fight was over because we started laughing at how absurd it was and p.s i still ate the sandwich and i have no regrets yeah you know how are you gonna not eat that sandwich after you put all the effort of getting those ingredients out i mean that's a full day's work making that sandwich i agree the bread i buy now is ezekiel bread which is just the absolute heartbreaking opposite of a pure white spongy processed bread ezekiel bread is like it's like they threw grains on the floor and stomped on them and then pushed them into a loaf bread of the bible ezekiel if you get the one that's not the worst is the flax seed because it has seeds and nuts in it so it doesn't get as dry (laughs) but let's let's not pretend it's it's anything like a real bread (laughs) you're relying on seeds and nuts to bring moisture into your product that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. That's that would be my advertising slogan for them. Is yeah, it's not good. But if you have to eat it, this yeah. one's the least bad. That's a good but one. you don't want to hold wet ham in your hands. No, you don't. So you that, pinch it between this. There you go. Yeah, you just made a whole like ham? hot ham. Um, I am, I am. Uh, I've been not eating pork hardly ever for a couple years because. I really do feel like pigs are, um, they're too smart uh, for me to feel okay about eating them, but I shouldn't eat meat at all because factory farming is a bummer, but um, I hate beans and it's real hard to just (laughs) use only dairy as your protein because it doesn't keep you satisfied for as long and it's super high fat. And um, what about fish? I don't like fish. Yeah. No beans yeah, or fish. What about a chickpea? I do like a chickpea and I like a peanut butter, but I think they're also, you know, me, the thing about like chicken or turkey is that um, it takes your body a fair amount of energy to digest it. So I don't even know if I pronounce digest. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but oh, yeah, no, digest. I think don't Readers ask me, digest. but uh. Isn't that good yeah. for the energy your body to use energy to burn things? Yeah. And also because it's harder to um, break down, you don't get hungry again as quickly. Like you're, what, about, you're, what about clams? You like clams? Mussels? No. no. Uh, it's still a fish, right? I guess it's, sea, it's yeah. food from the sea, but is it a fish? I don't know. I like 
the scallops and shrimp at Benihana, just because mm -hmm. the way they cook it and how fresh Butter it and is. Butter and salt, sure. Doesn't have any fish flavor. <laughs> Megan, I've yeah. I've lost Megan. Megan looks horribly sad at the oh, no. discussion. But other than uh, your <laughs> pork-free diet, how's your life changed since appearing on our show? What's the buzz? Um, the buzz is I am trying to figure out a way to um, send my agent and manager an email that says I quit show business, but somehow leaves the door open if on the one in a trillion chance that somebody says, hey, we have a we have a regular cast part on a series we'd yeah. like to offer you. That would be that, sweet. That is sweet, but it's sort of like a lottery. It's like trying to make a living off playing the lottery. Like it's a little nerve wracking. And I am, I don't know if it's okay to use this word anymore. If it's not, I won't, but I am by nature a huge spaz. <laughs> and so I get really stressed out if I don't uh, feel some kind of stability, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, predictability. So I don't know. So I, I think, think what we're saying spaz when you're describing like, you know, yourself, but I think if you say it to someone's like child, yeah, in trouble. But yeah, like, your kids are spaz. They get mad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't, I would get mad. I'd be like, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. They're having a moment. Um, I don't know. I think it's okay to call someone's kid a spaz behind their back. But definitely not to their face. Hey, you can say anything behind someone's back. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you can and you should. I mean, a spaz can? can't handle that information. They're going to go crazy on Spaz you. doesn't want to hear that. They're like, oh, the spaz went nuts. So, Martha, I think I think I got this figured out. Okay. Okay. Martha, we're right. going to box up a couple things, put them in a closet. If something's missing that you need, the closet will give. Okay. That's one. Okay. Two. Chickpeas and beans. So I think that's your gateway back into beans. But just forget okay. about that. Three, I think you're saying we have to create a project that we can all be part of that is not just a one-off. Yeah. And then I and then I'll move. Part of what's driving me out of show business is that the place I live in is not great for my pets. Mm -hmm. And then I constantly feel like, I mean, I told Barry to fuck off repeatedly this morning and i'm not i don't feel good about that look at i'll show you oh gary there he is fucking off I mean, he's just trying to he's just trying to make a living and i keep telling them to fuck off so <laughs> yeah if we could think of all we need is a hit i a hit show idea okay hit show I, I, hey how about animated where we all record from our own homes Mm -hmm. yeah well give me yes. that email who, who are these people i'll email them give me your yeah. what's your password for <laughs> your email i have you all squared away by the friends end by the end of thursday friends should know that stuff about each other passwords yeah. mm -hmm. passwords social security number yes Thank checking you. checking routing account number like, i don't need the account number but the routing number would be nice mm-hmm I mean, yeah. Martha, have okay. you given any thought to our idea of you writing Alvin and Chipmunk fan fiction? Erotic um, or thriller, whatever, you know, whatever genre you pick for um, the monks. 
for a variety of reasons, erotic is 100% off the table. Um, mm -hmm. And then... Uh, <laughs> a variety of reasons? Thriller, um, maybe. I'm just afraid that they would sue me and then I would have to... And then I wouldn't feel as good about supporting like, yeah. their Anything franchise. Going to, uh, make, it's going to go backwards for you. It's not, that's not yeah. going to propel you forward. What about a, a good who nut it? Like a who done it, but a who nut it? Because they're chipmunks. They yeah. Like, they like nuts, right? Chipmunks, squirrels like nuts. They do love nuts. I will, I will say I did have an idea for a, a fifth Alvin and the Chipmunks movie that is a little bit darker. Okay. And it's that a, uh, a talking older chipmunk shows up um, claiming to be their long lost uncle. And he, he's, just, he's just a middle-aged chipmunk who wants to break into show business. So he lies to them about being a relative. He also can't sing very well, but he tries. Uh -huh. And then the, they are put, the chip, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore are put in the position of, we can't turn our back on family, because that's a major theme in all their movies. And Fast and, and Furious. Right. It is the Fast and Furious of the chipmunk world. And... And then they're just, uh, and then they find out that he's been lying to them. And it's just a psychological thriller, I guess. Mm -hmm. You never turn your furry back on family, even if they show up unexpectedly one night to your knothole in a tree. Hey, I think there's somebody at the door. Well, maybe we should check the door. Get the door. I'm your chipmunkle and I can sing. Great, you could be in our band. He doesn't really hold a tune very well. I don't know, maybe he can play a tambourine. He sure doesn't smell like one of us. Have you guys noticed the Nutella's always gone now? Also, I haven't seen Dave in weeks. Why are my pants so wet? I don't know, but a lot of weird things are happening. Guys, I don't think he's our uncle. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Parasite. I like this idea. I love it. And you know what? You're used to describing that. I'm going to put music below what you were just talking about there. So when people hear this, they're going to be able to kind of like, they're going to get into the vibe of this chipmunk idea. I hope so. I, I did see that um, the, the owner of the Chipmunk franchise took all their music off Spotify. Mm. So I, I can't say what I normally like to say when this topic comes up, which is that every cover song that the Chipmunks have done is better than the original. And then just direct people to Spotify to listen to like Beyonce, Lady Gaga, um, Foreigner. Like there's so many great pop cover songs they've done and they're all uh, Bruno Mars. They do a great uh, Uptown Funk cover. He's like smaller than a chipmunk. He's a I tiny man. It's hard for me to tell because I've never met him in person, but I, I definitely take your word for it. 
Uh, I do like that that you feel like the chipmunks really elevate what's already, you know, good goes to great. Mm -hmm. It really, cause they add like, you know, the, I don't know enough about music, but like the idea of a five part harmony, is that a thing? Or is it a three no, part? No, yeah, I mean like. If I was like stuck in a room and someone started piping in chipmunk music by hour two, I, I might have like. Oh, a, Megan, you would 10 minutes and yeah. you'd be like, where's the remote? Oh. And it's not because I don't appreciate, okay, maybe I don't appreciate. <laughs> But like also, it just is so much noise. It's like four British people talking at the same time. I can't, I can't take it. Well, have you ever listened to their album? Any of the movie soundtrack albums? No, but I will. Because I listened to all four back to back on Christmas Day as a, as a Christmassy thing to do. Because mm -hmm. their first hit was a Christmas song. Okay. And that was probably a good two hours. Oh. And uh, and none I of it angers it. you? None of it? No, it, it, it's, it makes me laugh a lot. You love it. It's, it's just so ridiculous There's to hear. There's one time with like a hula hoop that's kind of funny. That's the Christmas yeah. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then they also sing Lady Gaga covers, which are Bad Romance. That's an adult themed song and oh, they yeah. cover it yeah it's pretty right. ridiculous I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it a try but i will warn you one time someone told me to try mariachi music mm -hmm. and maybe 12 seconds in i punched my radio yeah i don't love horns as a musical instrument i mm, prefer my god great string. now we just lost all the marching band listeners oh, yeah, there goes our band <laughs> yeah oh, they listen to us on drives to competitions I love, I do, I love a marching band, but as like a radio song, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie claims to have the talent. He goes, I can add horns to anything and make it better. Like, Mouth horns to any song. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, doesn't that not sound, I mean, any oh. song plays, I can put horns in it. Tell Martha the nickname you gave for the brass section. Oh, uh, our friend's uh, daughter, she's in high school and they're, they have a section. They all have like their own t-shirts for their sections. And I said, what about the brass holes? <laughs> and she loved it because she's a freshman. And also she said that they have, they have like the, uh, people think they have an attitude anyway. So it would kind of fit yeah. and they would kind of probably wear them ironically. Or unironically. I, I feel like sure. they might get a talking to if they showed up and were the brass holes t-shirts. Were the brass holes Pucker up and like kiss it. our brass hole. Don't you pucker up to play a trumpet, kind of? You do, but I feel like that might be too much for a high school t-shirt. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. That's a lot. Uh, I, I think you up, could just, the brass holes is good, but the pucker up part, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. You know what? I'm glad you were, before I go over to quick print and get <laughs> yeah. these, these shirts done for these children. Probably not going to do that. So I did look up five-part harmony, and it looked in sync came up. So I feel like yeah. they all hit different parts of this harmony. And you know what? Now, now that you say that, mm -hmm. there's only so many octaves a human can reach, right? So you would have to have really talented, like from baritone, which is the bass, mm -hmm. to the other side, which I don't know what the word is for that. But you would have to have crazy mm -hmm. talented people within your five-part harmony. I think that um, the chipmunks actually do like a six or seven part harmony, 
even because there, there's three use, of them. Well, there's also three chipettes, and well, they yeah, that's right. Came up, but I think that they just add a bunch of tracks um, with a synthesizer so that there's no limit to how much noise they can fit into one song. That's a good so, description. That's a good description. Pretty. Megan, uh, speaking pretty of good. brass brass holes, yeah. do you still consider yourself a brassy broad? Megan was wondering if you guys are still. Yeah, are, are we part of that crew like the rest of our lives or was that just like every other Thursday in Houston? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like uh, that club that used to do it, I think, closed down. Should have, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I don't, I never felt like we really were fully embraced by the brassy broads community and when i shouldn't say we uh i shouldn't speak for you no no yeah no i think we were in the same boat i remember like sometimes like a a girl who was really bad at comedy um but had like just huge boobs would say things like hey ladies let's dress it up this week like oh yeah it was just terrible like i don't know like (laughs) i just always felt like (laughs) how am i here this is yeah I also when I I did last comic standing season one 2003 so 19 years ago and um what uh Monique was one of the judges so was Joe Rogan and um I'm not familiar with him who is uh (laughs) he was um I have to be honest Joe Rogan was very nice to me when I met him on that but um but Monique had gave a little bit of a speech right before I went up about how people should dress up when they're doing stand-up, especially on TV, be professional. And I have to say, it took a while, but absolutely, I don't agree with the brassy broads demand to dress up, but- Theirs wasn't dress up. It was more like, hey, maybe you don't have to cover all your boobs. I mean, that, fuck that. I'm not, can I, I'm sorry, I cussed on your family friendly oh, no, podcast. It's a weird thing for somebody like, oh, you haven't said one thing about any of my jokes or my set. Like, yeah. I it mean, doesn't I'm, matter. Swear away. We already have 10,000 downloads. Okay. Okay. It's a full yeah. bag kind of night. <laughs> What's that popcorn song? Oh, um, yeah, I, I definitely think Monique's feedback was valid because I used to wear t-shirts and shorts and a sweater wrapped around my waist on stage which I always found your comedy to be amazing and it never even dawned on me what you were wearing it was like a like a couple camp counselors popped out of the woods yeah like if you were wearing like all camouflage or something odd uh that I'm like oh what are they wearing but like when you're just being who you are, it's not uh, not an issue. Martha, will you start just wearing full camouflage on stage? I might, because at this point, I haven't done stand-up <laughs> in two years. So when I go back, I may as well go back as a new Should we persona. all do it at the same time when we go back? I haven't done it in like 15 years. Should I just it's... go back and just rip into it? Yes. Yes, let's all get camouflage gear and just start doing stand-up in full camouflage. And we don't have to, we're not going to say that we're veterans, although Eddie is a veteran. We're not going to say that because we don't want to get accused of stolen valor, but 
but we can't help what people assume. Like right. we didn't tell them. So we're not even that's... talking about hunting camo. We're talking about uniform camo. Yeah, maybe some utility belts with some tools. No guns, probably not guns, but I don't know. Who am I to say? Like okay. notes. We give our notes there. Sure, we can. Yeah, Nevada's like a stone throw away. We can go get guns. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Hey, our kids the other day were making fun of an open mic, uh, and it made Eddie and I laugh so hard because we're like, we didn't even know they knew what an open mic was. No. And the way it came out was really, they were like, they were watching somebody on YouTube and they were just giggling so hard. And they go, oh, this guy goes up at open mic and just trolls the other. He said, open mics are horrible. So he's at this open mic and I'm like, oh my God. I go, or they're the birthplace of brilliant uh, premises. Yeah. <laughs> like guys that's how we got started they're like whatever so they was it a a guy pretending to be a comedian trolling the open mic or I, a no i comedian? think he's a little bit more is it i don't know for sure for certain I but think the way he, they, uh is trolling the comics uh or just being a like a silly ironically bad comic or whatever they uh, might. I, I remember mm -hmm. like people used to do that uh, like people would do characters when they mm -hmm. would go up and open mic oh and, yeah uh, I remember Andy Ritchie doing one where he would do a really bad joke, like a really mm -hmm. bad tagline, and nobody would laugh. And you're like, why did he do that? And then like six minutes later, when he's wrapping up his set, he was like, hey, that's usually goes, that joke usually goes way better. I have uh, it printed on t-shirts if you guys want to buy some merch after this. Yeah, I remember that. What a great way to sell a shirt. I was like, that is so amazing to call back a terrible joke with merchandise. Andy uh, Ritchie was uh, absolute. I, I just, he was so funny. I love that guy. He was so and, sweet too and talented. Yeah. yeah. We were working out with him one time, me and Megan. We went to the gym in Austin. So yeah. we're going there and we're on our exercise bikes, all three of us lined up. And uh, me and Megan are just kind of talking the whole time and chatting it up. And at one point, with, they open up like an Oprah magazine and Eddie and I are just chit chatting. Yeah. And like he's sweating so bad. Like, like a pool of sweat and just like, like I, I smokes a cigarette every once in a while, but I'm like, this is crazy. What's We're going on worried here. about him. Like, is he all right? We had it at like level three or four. He had it at 15, like the max <laughs> you could do. And he goes, Oh my God. I go, we had it at like four. He goes, Oh man. Okay. I was wondering you guys were over there just talking. I'm just, I couldn't even, I was passing out. <laughs> was so great. Who gets um, on an exercise bike at 15? Not me. Andy Ritchie. I just turn it I off. As soon as I get on it, I'm like, oh, and then just read a magazine. Yeah, I'm not, I don't love exercise bikes. I I don't mind a treadmill and occasionally an elliptical, but the bikes are kind of hard. Yeah, I, agree. I don't like the, I like the recumbent bike, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't like the, the ones where you're up in that. Like, you get in the saddle, get out of the saddle. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. The old Have you, France? Yeah. I, <laughs> have yeah. you guys have you guys ever been to a spin class uh yeah i've Maybe been to you said one that with all the enthusiasm we go uh yeah you've been to one I, how'd it go i went to one uh it was i would say that it caused some physical damage that is still being repaired and that yeah. was four years ago it's hard uh not not physical damage just i didn't realize how hard it would be oh, yeah and yeah. Um, yeah, and then so like my muscles and my legs were cramping up within 10 minutes of the class starting. 
but like the first I remember we were it was the first time I'd ever done one and I like a couple of our neighbors were there in the class so I'm looking around I know a couple of the women and at one point I was like I'm never gonna make it this class is the hardest class I've ever done and the lady goes all right that's enough of the warm-up and I was like oh my god I gotta fix my bike I don't know what I'm gonna do and then 40 more minutes of that and she was like turn up your knobs you're not turning them enough I'm like why are you yelling at me (laughs) There was a, I went to like a yoga class one time, I think in St. Louis, we did a little yoga out here in California. I'm like, I'm from California. I think I can, thanks. I'm going to take the class. I like 10 minutes in it. I just kind of got up and left and she goes, yeah, it's more of an advanced class. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. In St. Louis, do they smoke while they do yoga? Is there a smoking class? Because I just remember that club. I couldn't get the smell of smoke out of my hair for like a week. I was like, oh. Yeah. I am the people of Missouri have repeatedly said a resounding no to to me and my comedy me as a person and my stand-up not so how is that possible uh they really they really at times were angered by my attempts to get a laugh so (laughs) I'm lucky I didn't get beat up if we're fully being honest uh, mm. have you worked the South, a lot of the South? Not in, count. No, I, I've done Louisville and Lexington and, um, I don't know that those count really. Uh, like I'm talking deep South, like, uh, Georgia, Louisiana. Yes. Yeah. Me and, uh, Pat Dean and Avery Moore in 2018, we did, um, someplace in Mississippi. I forget where. Uh, where there's a call, it's a college town in Mississippi, and then we did Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did Asheville, North Carolina, and Durham, North Carolina. And Durham was my favorite show of the whole tour. Yeah, those are fun little cities, though. Yeah, um, like I'm talking like Slidell. Ugh. I'm not. So I, I did Savannah once. I got fired by Thursday. I found, I find, uh, I did, I featured for Maria Bamford once in Florida and, um, I love her. Me too. She's, she's the best person that you could work with. Um, however, that was when I found out that the Confederate flags are more prevalent in Florida than any other state I've ever been to. And they're pretty, they're pretty prevalent in parts of Texas and Georgia and Kentucky and North Carolina, but Florida was like the gift what shop. Part of Florida was it? Uh, Destin, so it's a oh. beach town yep. on the Gulf. Yep, yep. Uh, by Jacksonville. Yeah, and I I went. Um, I think my luggage was delayed or something, so I went to a little shop by the hotel to get a T-shirt to wear. Yeah. Uh, and there were so many Confederate flags. I was just like, I don't know how people can, I just don't understand how people can stomach that kind of thing, you know? It is weird. Uh, and I sometimes I'm like, well, maybe it's cultural, but I mean, we all have the same access to information. <laughs> also, yeah, and then I think back to how much I loved the original Dukes of Hazard show in the late yeah. 70s. I was a kid, but I had a crush on the Duke boys. And, and Boss Hogg, how are you not going to love Boss Hogg getting burned every time? And Roscoe P. Coltrane. 
but their car was called the General Lee, and I didn't put that together till well into adulthood. Anyway, None of us did. We thought it was cool. Yeah. It had a cool horn. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what their car was called, but I knew they didn't use their doors properly. It was cool. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. They, uh, but I always tend to gravitate towards depressing subjects. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to let us go back towards the lighter side of life, if you want, for your podcast, since it is a celebration. It's a it, celebration. This is a celebration. But wait, hold on. I have one more thing about Florida. I find it odd that when you go into a Florida shop, they have like trinkets, like everything's like touristy. Uh, yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're going to buy gas and there's like just mermaids naked as bottle openers. Well, mermaids are naked. <laughs> are they? Yeah. They, I mean, they have clams over their breasts, but they're basically, that's an, I mean, they're fish from the bottom down. Uh, they're scales, but I wouldn't say scales are clothes. Gift shop concept. I mean, I guess you don't have to have it in there, but. All right, so it's a celebration of 10,000 downloads. And Martha, yeah. remember when you told us you'll never last more than five episodes in this podcast? Do you remember saying? Um, I, I just remember that uh, I've always been a truth teller. I've always been the kind of friend to want to throw cold water in my friends' faces. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, I, I think really that was coming from a place of jealousy. Um, <laughs> you never said that. I know. You said it's your favorite podcast ever. And then I am after, after an episode, you were our first text. I am the number one I won't listen fan club. Let me turn my video off and turn off my heaters real quick. Hey, don't um, worry. Take your time because I just upgraded to a, a, a paid plan. I'll be right back. I still hear you. I'm Hello. still recording. Hi, Megan. Hey, Eddie. How are you? Good. I upgraded our uh, Zoom. Uh, we had a very specific. What's that? Did you upgrade? Did you pay for it? Yes. Eddie, come on. Try to <laughs> save money. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if we're going to interview people, we need to be professionals. Did you have to climb up into like uh, the ceiling or something? Uh, no, I just, uh, I had a, um, I'm Use the sitting, chair. sitting at a table. I have two sources of heat right now. The Whoa, oven, which is nice. in the kitchen. Oh, an then, oven. Yeah. Cause the other heater is a little wall heater that mostly heats the front windows and then the heat escapes to the front of the house. For the outside the house. I'm going to get you a space heater. Afterwards, I'm going to get your address and I'm going to send you a little space heater. They're amazing. I might, um, I might do that or I might just pack up all my stuff and move in what the What I'm going to do night. is I'm going to send you a space heater, which you're going to have to pack up eventually. But okay. in the meantime, you will in the meantime. And What about, what about Madison, Wisconsin? You move there? You like oh. that place? I've been there and their club was really great right. comedy on state. But when I walked around Madison uh, during the day, I got a kind of a scary feeling. Ooh. This was in this was in early spring, so it was super cold, but not snowy. Yeah. Your number one fan, Megan Wilson, lives there. Oh, yeah. Through she's a fan of yours and you came on the podcast and she's a like a former firefighter. She would probably um, show you the cool places of Madison. Yeah. Um, 
I think the vibe as young as Gen Z and younger would say, I think the vibes are off for me. The or I maybe the mood is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe my vibes are what's off, but I don't know that I could live in Madison. Uh I I liked visiting there, but uh I don't know that yeah. it freeze all year round. International? Any place you would move overseas that you would like? You got your eye on plenty, you know, little spots. I wish I could live in Ireland. Where the fuck do I want a caravan? It's got no fucking wheels. Um, I feel like those are my people, at least half of my, or maybe a little less than half of my genes are Irish because my dad was a, a first generation American. His parents were, my grandparents were born in raised in England, but all of their parents were born and raised in Ireland. So my grandparents were first generation in England and then they moved here and my dad was first generation American. I remember meeting your dad and thinking he looked like an Irishman, like, and kind of like moved like an Irishman and was kind of like silly, funny. And yeah. And go. <laughs> he was really, he was, he had a pretty silly sense of humor and uh, like I, one of my favorite jokes of his, which no one, I don't think anyone else thinks is funny is that if my mom or somebody's, they had a garden after they both retired, they would like plant vegetables in the backyard garden. And if my mom said, I think a gopher or squirrels are eating our tomatoes, my dad would say, put up a sign. <laughs> put up a sign telling the squirrels to not eat it and he would say it and nobody else would so laugh funny. but I, it made me laugh are we all gonna garden at some point does that just happen we've tried here uh, like this that the, she your mom's right the sign might work for your dad saying but they eat everything yeah, yeah we've lost like lost a lot of tomatoes back there peppers peppers last they don't eat peppers I do love a pepper, like a bell pepper. Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, we're, I'm talking, I, I was making some serrano and jalapenos and like some really mm. hot peppers. And then I made my own hot sauce one time. He was making hot sauce as my friend was coming over to pick me up. We we're going to go out to dinner. And like everyone's nostrils were burning. Like all my friends are like, I'll just wait for you outside. It's for real. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, you were the love interest of Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Yes. How was I, maybe, well, it might not have been in the script, but I could tell there was mm -hmm. chemistry. The, the director mm -hmm. got it out of you guys in the scene where he got you water. What was that like? I will say that um, this is not a joke. Uh, Adam Driver, when I, when I was done, uh, I only worked three days, but when I was done and everyone saying goodbye, he kissed me on both cheeks and I found yep. it incredibly endearing. Uh, I just found him to be a very endearing person. Uh, he was very nice to me, but yeah, I could tell that um, he was in love with me a little. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's always tricky because on the one hand, um, he could really give my career a boost if we had an affair, but on the other hand, I don't want to be the homewrecker actress, you know. You could give his career a boost. He is yet to go into a club and try a yeah. five-minute set. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever uh, 
if he's ever going to make it as a stand-up. That's, I don't know. You know, the, I've seen him do so many things. I'm not going to say he can't. He's, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's so good in everything he does. He is really, and he's a former Marine, and I right. have a soft spot for that as well. Because I have a friend, I met a guy on a plane from uh, Austin to Virginia in 2017. And uh, he was a Marine and we talked the whole flight. And then he and his wife and three of his Marine friends came to my show that weekend. And nice. the sweetest, it's just, I have a soft spot for Marines. Yeah. Right. I, don't, I can't believe you talk to people on planes. That's a little bit. I don't, I don't normally, but it just, it was a combination of, so there was, it was Southwest. He was on the window. I was on the aisle. Nobody was in between. Uh-huh. And I, I asked if we, over. what's that? You moved over to the middle seat. <laughs> I asked him if it was okay if we shared the under the storage space of the middle seat. Yeah. And then he said, oh, that's really nice that you asked. And then he started talking and then he told me he was a Marine. And this was, I was afraid at that point, Donald Trump was going to start a nuclear war with North Korea. So yeah. as soon as I heard military, I was like, are we heading into World War III? And he said, no. And then he he also was not a Trump supporting Marine. He was very much not a fan of Trump. And uh, so he... I, we started talking because I was looking to be talked down from the ledge of Trump terror. <laughs> yeah. And then right, that makes sense. That makes sense. But the more I learned about him, the more I just found, I just loved him. And then his, the fact that he and his wife and his friends came to the show yeah. was really sweet. What so city was that in? Arlington. It was the Arlington draft house. No way. That show they came to was the only good one. <laughs> oh, good. Marines oh, have perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I did see you were the love interest of Demi Moore in Corporate Animals. What was she? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another absolute sweetie, I have to say. I, I was so starstruck by her. She was really nice to everybody. We were in Santa Fe and we were all staying... Uh, at a hotel well she was at a house but everybody else was at hotel and uh we were it was a Monday through Saturday shooting schedule and on Sunday it was three weeks and every Sunday she planned an outing and invited everybody and paid for it and you didn't have to go but it was like none of us know anybody in Santa Fe so we went and did these things together and it made it feel like more like we're all in this together instead of like, uh, I got to get through this acting job with a bunch of people. I don't know. You yeah. know, really That's funny. Nice. Cause the movie's about team building and just, she just was extremely sweet and, um, and down for any, like never complained about anything, worked really hard. Definitely worked harder than I ever have or will. I'll never work hard as an actor. I don't have it in me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an actor. You are an actor. You are, you are. I mean, God bless guys, but let's, let's, what else do you want to talk about? Hey, I, I mean, have like, a question about yeah, here we go. Uh, Zach. 
how hard is it to not laugh at everything he says? It is really hard. He and Louie both uh, improvised a lot, so it was really hard. But Zach would break laughing at stuff Louie said usually, so then I wouldn't have to feel bad about also laughing. Uh-huh. But yeah, Zach would, he would not just, he would make me laugh. He would make the director and the crew and break, everybody would laugh and we'd have to do another tape. It was super fun. You know? Yeah, I would find it near impossible to not, unless he was exactly by the script. But even that would make yeah. me laugh. Like everything yeah. he does makes me laugh. That clip that we played yeah. in your intro when you're introducing yourself as his uh, insurance adjuster. Yeah. And he kind of grabs your tag around your neck and pulls it in and just kind of like makes you kind of lean in. I feel like he was just con- just doing that to kind of make you kind of bust up and laugh a little bit. That clip was so, uh, I loved hearing it because that scene was the very first scene that we shot on the pilot. So that was my first scene as in an acting job ever. I was so scared and it was just me and Zach and the camera crew and John, the director on the side of a road and just <laughs> going into it, Zach saying, he hu- he came up and hugged me as soon as I got there. And then he said, don't, this is just supposed to be fun. It doesn't matter. None of this is important. Just have fun. You're going to be great. Don't worry about anything. And I was still horribly nervous, but it, that brought back really sweet memories. When he calls you, you Lee Greenwood, your own cast. <laughs> what? Uh, no, they they supplied it. Did you have? Did you? Were you like a method actor where you'd wear it everywhere and sleep? Uh, like for the entire taping of the production, like the whole season, you wore the cast or whenever. Yeah, I broke my arm in real life, so I would know Whoa. what it felt like. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. When you're yeah. dedicated, you know. Yeah, I mean, your like craft. Yeah, craft. Act like it, right? You break your arm. <laughs> well, you do Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. So, are you DC or Marvel? Mm. Marvel. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. They're Marvel because uh, I didn't meet them, but uh, Iron Man was in it, and yeah. that's Marvel. That's how you mm-hmm. tell them apart. Yep. <laughs> and, and then, uh, how tall is the Washington Monument? It's really, really tall. I don't know. Exa- I don't know the exact measurements, but it's somewhere. It's definitely taller than like fifty feet. Oh, but yeah. I don't know how much taller. Maybe fifty thousand. I don't know. Mm, no, I think it's five hundred. I think, and I heard this from Martha. Five hundred and fifty-five feet. Um, they actually built a working elevator inside a soundstage in Atlanta. Um, for that, but it it was oh, only. Really? Yeah, it was only, it only went up three stories, but it was a working elevator that we were in. It was pretty fun. When you did corporate animals, was that, that's a real cave or did they build that cave somewhere now you say They built it. uh, It was on a soundstage in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We shot outside in a couple real caves for a couple scenes, but the majority of it was in a soundstage. Okay. My yeah. friend, Mike O'Brien, was watching uh, season two of Euphoria the other night. Mm-hmm. And he texts me, he goes, I'm like 10 minutes in, I've already seen 15 dicks. And then all of a sudden, Martha Kelly pops up. There are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of male nudity. Um, it's kind of great because 
Game of Thrones was just one lady part after another for years. Yeah. It's nice to balance um, it out. This is a this is. Should we start a website that gives you all the nude shots and just like so we can fast forward through it? Isn't that yeah. Mr. Skin? Thing to do. Yeah, Mr. Skin. Did yeah. you have to do Mr. Skin as a comic? Is that a club? <laughs> it's like a. Uh, I think it's, it's like, a, like it's, it's a, a website that tells you where all the nude parts of movies are. But they also have like they write comic. articles, and Megan was interviewed by them. By Mr. Skin, did you not? <laughs> I didn't even really know what they did. So I was like, sure, whatever. And then we're like talking about it. He's like, do you know what those guys do? And I was like, oh, and he goes, they go to movies and they give you the exact nude spot to like, you know, five minutes and 20 seconds in, you see boobs. I was like, oh, why am I here? What? And then did they publish the interview on like their website? Yeah. And I think it was in preparation for like uh, the stand up special I did that was coming out. So. And they wanted to timestamp the parts that Megan would flash the crowd. But, I mean, but I did a lot of terrible, raunchy things. I went to the Playboy channel out here. Uh, the publicist I was working with, they like, they'll love you. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, what was that like? Were there, was it all Playboyed out? It, it, so first when you walk in the building you're thinking like oh they're gonna have money it's very sad looking there it's very like just gross and then you get into the mm. studio and there's two women maybe three women in there that are just dressed in a, a style that will never be mine uh <laughs> and it's kind of like at first intimidating and then as you sit down and you start to kind of make jokes they like mm. laugh really hard there's a pole two feet behind me i'm mm. like oh what if Oof. it's slimy like everything gave me anxiety <laughs> like i'm like oh god i'm gonna get something but i did not and it was kind of fun yeah i do, i listened to a podcast called uh, celebrity memoir book club and they've done holly madison's uh autobiography or memoir she was on the girls next door mm -hmm. the and um and supposedly the playboy mansion was a really run down cheap yeah. like place it, you, yeah. when you walk in somewhere and you're like oh this hotel isn't charming it's old yeah like, this is the same carpet from the 70s it's not throwback yeah um, that's the feeling with all those let's hotels. hope it was cleaned <laughs> but like they yeah. know all these terms that i don't know and so they're talking and i'm like what are you talking about and all their callers are just sad men that have questions about uh, you know fake girlfriends and stuff but I remember at one point they were talking about mm. doing something for your partner sexually and she goes well you seem like a good person I go that's not good person behavior like they're not volunteering and helping people they're not giving back to their community they're literally doing something kind of gross yeah I believe you said yeah. your version of a good person and mine is very different <laughs> And they're just like laughing so hard. They're like, that's so funny. I haven't worn a bra ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They sound like uh, the Brassy Broad show would have. It was the Brassy Broad. Oh, my God. And then they're like, you got to come back next week. And I'm like, there is no way I am driving all the way out here ever again to not get paid and hang out with you guys and barely escape having some kind of itching condition. But what if you had? You're like the number one like person on the Playboy. I don't even think that's a thing anymore, right? The Playboy channel, like radio. I think it was. I don't know if it is. No, anymore. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, millennial and younger women have gotten. They just all decided to be sex positive, 
And that has taken a lot of the appeal away from stuff like Playboy. So they're all, yeah, I applaud it. I am not myself sex positive, but I, I really support everybody else who wants to be that way. But there's such a different vibe between going into a sex positive experience with women who are super comfortable and working for themselves and running their own show yeah. than going into a Playboy scenario where none of those women are getting paid. It's just yeah. kind of weird and dark and creepy. I agree yeah. 100%. Yeah, me too. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> I agree too. Take it back, all of it. Make it yours. And then, uh, you know, do with it what you will. Run your own business. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Run your own business. You know, you don't have to work. Yeah. And I love that um, when, when the Brassy Broads was a thing, there were there just were not many female comedians and there was a certain percentage of female comedians whose onstage persona was sex appeal in order to appeal to male audience members and I get it but I do love that the millennial and younger women comedians now are like I will show my body if I want to and it's not I don't want to hear from you whether you like it or don't. I don't know. They yeah. just have a really it's, different vibe. It's about doing comedy. It's not about like uh, how hot you are or. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Uh, there was a girl with a guitar there. I'm not going to say her name. Um, Joan Baez. Was it Joan Baez? <laughs> yes, Joan Baez. <laughs> no, no, it was not. Uh, and she, I just remember her just being deeply disappointed that more of us weren't sluts. Like just deeply, deeply disappointed. <laughs> um, I do love that um, there are more women comics now and that they don't take shit from anybody. Yeah. I love right? it. I feel like we did, but we didn't know we were in, had, having that <laughs> attitude. We just were bad listeners and didn't really care about people. And they're like, oh, they must be, you know, they're really not taking any shit. And we're like, what? I didn't get paid. <laughs> Oh God! Here's a movie that uh, I have not seen, but but you are in, mm-hmm. and I'm curious about it. Infinity mm-hmm. Baby. <sighs> Let me. Oh, okay. Well, I guess my question was going to be, and with it not being a spoiler, were you mm-hmm. an Infinity Baby in it? No, and I also didn't get to meet any actual babies, and that's why I gave a heavy sigh because. My whole thing is babies are the best people. And I really had hoped to meet a baby on that, on that movie. I only saw one baby baby. in the trailer and it was like in a stroller the whole time. Were there no babies? There were, but not in the scene that I was in. However, I was in a scene with Kieran Culkin and he was lovely. So nice. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Uh, The guy from uh, Succession. Succession, Succession, yeah. Man, that's a good, you watch that show, Martha, Succession? I started it and I think it's amazing, but I feel like it might be too dark for me right now. It seems like it's going in a direction. (laughs) Hmm. Like, uh, what's the name of the Jeremy Strong character? The head, the- uh, Captain Pickle? Captain Pickle of Succession. (laughs) Kendall, he is the only really sympathetic character, um, except for the guy whose media company they buy. He's also sympathetic, but 
but they're both so it's so it's also it's so much about human vulnerability and the the desperate and terrible things people do to avoid that vulnerability that I don't know that I can watch it you know that's like the most beautiful way I've heard it described I've always been like it's just about the worst of humanity to hang on to power and control but yours is vulnerability that's way better I think that it I think that I get that point of view from Alvin and the Chipmunks. So mm-hmm. that's probably why I see it that way. Your touchdown. I, I had an epiphany when I was under a nitrous oxide earlier this year, and mm-hmm. it was that all that humans as a species are terrified all the time, and all the bad things people do is an attempt to feel control and power when we're really powerless and don't have control. Um, and I thought while I was under the nitrous that that was going to change how I treat everybody. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, I'm still pretty mad at uh, MAGA people and stuff. So oh, that's okay. Hey, uh, yeah. Going back to your baby comment, I can get you in a room with a baby. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would love it. I'm still one foot in that world of people having kids. We know I'm babies. The- They're pretty great. They're um, amazing. Yeah, I was very afraid of babies before my niece was born. And then we were thrown into a situation where I saw her every day and it was very quickly turned into, it went from, oh no, there's a baby here all the time to where is that baby? Uh I want to spend all day with that baby. It was so fun. Yeah. Let me ask you um, this. I mean, I just keep asking all these little questions about, uh, you know, your career. We see this uh, ad for this movie, Duel, Dual, 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 Loud, Dual. What is it's a sci-fi movie, right? Um, it's not yeah. out yet. And I'm also I'm not in it anymore. I was I, I was cast. And I was very excited to do it. But then because of COVID, mm. they moved it instead of what, what a lot of things projects did was like postpone for a year. They moved to somewhere in the Netherlands. Finland. I think uh, it was. Yeah, Finland. we saw Finland. That's why we were going to ask yeah. what it was like there. But never so mind. They, yeah, they moved production to Finland because they were COVID safe at the time and may still be, I don't know. But because of that, they the small parts like mine, they recast with okay. Finnish actors rather than spend what? money. Well, because they would have they they're they're uh independent films, so they didn't have the budget to travel and provide lodging right. for yeah. small parts, especially internationally would have been super expensive. So yeah, I get it. But Finnish people, and, they speak so many languages that English, it, you know, you can tell it's not their first language. It's their yeah, language. Yeah, they're... Uh, the dullards of Eastern Europe. Yeah. They're the they're, smartest. Oh, they're the... Okay, that's what you meant by and speak like the many languages. The country is so clean and everyone's so nice. It's so weird. Finland. And they, and they have killer whales too, don't they? Are they on the, um, the ocean, Finland? Uh, they are. They are. Um, I'm going to look. Killed, you guys keep talking killed. about it. I'm looking it up. Uh, I believe they, the Northern Lights. 
mm-hmm. they also get the six weeks of darkness. Uh, when you go to dinner there, I was there once, you, I thought it was a glass of water that was poured. It was pure vodka. And uh, Oh, you've yeah, been there. That's right. Just a lot of vodka there. Um, and that burned. Mm. So be careful when you take a sip. I was like, uh, oh. They're nestled up uh, right there on the Gulf of Bothnia and uh, the Baltic Sea. They definitely have a killer whale population then. But they were the... Um, the writer and director of that film and the production were so nice and uh, and they felt bad about having to recast yeah. stuff locally, but- um, What a bummer. I, Sorry you didn't get to go. That would have been fun. Are you ever going to watch a movie or are you just like, no? I will for sure watch it. I thought the script was really good. And uh, yeah, they had to, I mean, you know, it, that, that was such a weird thing where like everything shut down and- yeah. I guess um, one of the reasons I want to um, quit show business and move to Minneapolis is because, yeah, I don't understand the uh, inner workings of showbiz decisions, and it does feel mm-hmm. like you're you're in a casino hoping to win on the craps table. As the lottery thing to, makes a lot of sense because you're just yeah. kind of sitting here waiting for that next uh, opportunity to get your foot in the door, like a, a acting yeah. role, writing role, or whatever. And, but you know. But you've already done all the hard stuff and people know who you are. And now, you know, people are calling up saying, I need I need M. Kelly for two I days. mean, maybe get on Parlor and Gab or something. I don't know. It could be, you got to connect with people. You got to connect with the people. Dress up in all MAGA stuff and just start going to rallies and just kind of make our presence known there. What I think... think- yeah, I'm thinking maybe dye our hair uh, platinum blonde, get boob jobs. Probably I would need a point of rack going. I don't know. Well, oh yeah, Megan's fine. I need. <laughs> I could use. I could use a couple. I could use an augmentation if I want to be part of that. Yeah. And then you, just you become, own cowboy boots, cowgirl boots. No, I own snow boots. Okay. That's not going to cut it. That's you put spurs on them. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard to tie a flag around your neck. How you do you not have cowboy boots all that time in Austin? I said that like Jiminy Glick. How do you have cowboy boots all that <laughs> time in Austin? Um, from what I recall, cowboy boots, I don't think are very comfortable. And I, I don't understand why anybody wears them ever. I'm going to have to agree with you on that hundred percent and then uh by, by the way they're like hey go to the boot shop and you can pick out and you're like i'm not paying four hundred dollars yeah that's another they're a little expensive yeah. a, a dead animal uh to be around my foot what if you get yeah. on yellowstone become part of yellowstone's cast Ooh. i'm gonna get you on yellowstone just so you have to wear boots i did get i got an audition i don't think it was yellowstone it was some other cab is there like a cabin 42 or something like that I don't remember, but probably it was like a Western sci-fi. It was a couple years ago. And the casting <laughs> agent who taped me for the audition, the look on her face, the, <laughs> I've never seen anybody look that disappointed. <laughs> that's all I've ever seen in the casting is like, that's who showed up for this part. It's like, uh, fine, we'll do it. It's a formality. Get in here. Oh, I hate, I just hate auditions. <laughs> They're the worst, right? I remember doing terrible. one in New York City for like, it was a, I was going to see, it could be the, 
the neighbor, the next door neighbor, like a wacky neighbor. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go down to like some place in New York City and I walk in and every guy in there is gorgeous. Mediterranean, their white shirts are buttoned down, long black flowing hair. And I was like, oh my God, there's no way. How am I reading for the same role? They're like, oh, you're not. These guys are going to be like, they're going to be on days of our lives. Here, you're over here. And I go around the corner and there's like three of the dumbest looking dudes you'll ever see. So I'm like, that's who I'm, oh, I'm, this is okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Went to the wrong wedding there, didn't uh, I? Oh, that's it's, so great. I just, I, that's why I like standup is because it, except for brassy broads, it's just about your ideas and yeah. your, your words and yeah and the live audience and how you all, uh, ideally when it goes well, it's about everybody in the audience and you all connecting and enjoying each other and yeah. having fun together. Whereas acting is like, it feels like a high school, it feels like when I tried out for drill team in high school. <laughs> so I don't need to elaborate on that. I wish you would. I'd like to hear about drill team. Uh, didn't, I only, uh, I only tried out for it because it was known to be the one, uh, arm of the pep squad system that everybody who tries out makes it ex except the year that I did it. The girls who were going up a year were judging the girls coming in and they had decided we want to be more elite like the other arms of the pep squad system yeah. where you and so they didn't let anyone let everyone in. It, it worked out for the best because I wouldn't have enjoyed it. So you had What's to take regular PE. Yeah. Also, I failed PE twice, so I had to re I had to take two PE classes my junior year. That right there qualifies <laughs> you to be a comic. Yeah, we we're talking about spin class and things earlier. I'm like, this isn't like comics don't do this stuff. This is, I mean, some do. Remember Bob Fonseca was like, I'm going to do a push-up contest. Oh, yeah, he's always wanted to like, You do, and then he would make you go first, and he would go second. And Eddie, what'd you oh, do? I think he wanted to go at the same time. No, and he I wanted said, you to go first, he was going to go second. And then he, he's like, fine, Eddie won't do that. And he goes, fine, we'll go at the same time. And Eddie's like, nope. Well, I said, <laughs> I go, you go first, and then I'll do one more than you do. And then he yep. goes, okay. So he did it. And then I go, I, Bob, he I'm like in California. I do He was like dripping sweat. Yeah, he like knocked he out. Got to like 85 and then he gets up and Eddie goes, no, nah, I do Pilates, not push-ups. I'm more of a Pilates person. And then he was like, yeah, well, I'm putting a big chicken right by your name. Because he, so he would do this every week. He did Megan the week before, the week after. But I was like, Bob, and, can you challenge a less healthy group of people to do push-ups yeah. like right now? Is the what? children's hospital closed, Bob? Sorry. You have to... <laughs> Bust these comics in here to make you feel good about your physical stature. And by the way, Bob Fonseca, beautiful man. Love him to death. Very good shape. Very good shape. He's in great shape. Yeah. He makes pizzas part. every weekend and calls rugby games. That's what he's doing. There you go. God bless. Yeah. I vaguely remember being challenged to push up contests and refusing. So. Yeah. yeah. Good right? for you yeah. too. Yeah. I'm not gonna... Oh, thanks, Bob. This is going to be great. If I win, I'm just a monster. And if I lose, you're the strongest woman that morning. <laughs> yeah. One more obstacle to a female comic. She won a push up contest. <laughs> you might have seen her sweating after a push up contest. Please welcome to the stage, <laughs> Megan Mooney. Oh my God. Those are good times.
Man, can you guys believe I uh, upgraded Zoom during the meeting? Did you even, could you even tell I was doing things? Like, at one point, I, I kind of like was like, I was doing some work. I saw uh, something popped up on my screen that said it has been upgraded because there was a little time clock saying you only have five minutes left. Yeah, I got scared. So but that shows I'm good under pressure. Yeah, I'm sorry you have to hear this, but really quickly, Eddie, what did that cost us? 140. Oh my God, $140? For the year though, I mean, oh. this takes us into 2023. What's their cancellation policy? Well, I, I bet you there we is one. Hours? We got 24 uh, hours? There's something, they said something about 24 hours. Maybe I get an email receipt or something, but I think we need, Megan, we do interviews. I, I we can't keep we doing We can do link. 40 minutes at a time, Edward. And then I got to get like two different files, merge them. That's right. a lot. Yeah, now we have to do... We do a lot of interviews, Martha. So we'll yeah. take it out of a Martha. You should just be on more often, like not even an interview, like just yeah, you know, what's, yeah, what's going on with the Olympics? <laughs> yeah. Um, are the Olympics happening right now? In like three days. A couple of days are going to kick off. Where? Where? China. Are they they're going to oh, be okay. in China. Yeah. But then they're going to be here at some point, right? I think Oliver. I figured it out. He'll be. Will he be 21 when they're in LA? He'll be in his 20s early. Because I thought he would be able to have a beer. I was like, oh, we can have a beer and watch Spoiler the Olympics alert. together. He's probably already had one. <laughs> I don't know. He hates anything with bubbles. Doesn't like carbonation. He like spit. He's like Ted Lasso. Spits it up. If he he's had water where he just thought it was water and yeah. oh, it makes the worst house. face. Yeah. You know, my niece and nephew are the same age as Mia and Oliver. Ooh. And and I wonder, I can't help but wonder, because by my when I was their age, the first time I got drunk, I was 13 and they're 14 and 15. Yeah. So I'm not gonna ever ask them if they've tried drugs or alcohol, but I can't help but wonder if they have or will. I think it's like a I do think it's a cultural difference. So I think uh, when I was growing up, alcohol was like the thing. And everyone mm -hmm. and, and people started very early, but I was super Irish. Um, and now I look at his friends and I think like, they're probably doing something. I don't know what it is, but, uh, I don't think it's a lot of alcohol. That's good. I hope my hope is for all teenagers is that they stick with pot if they have to get high or not. Don't get high if you don't have to, but at least with pot, like people don't tend to black out or get in driving accidents or, or people yeah they don't tend to get violent uh so maybe up with anyone ruin a microwave yeah it's yeah. about it yeah you're okay. around, the, you're around yeah. snacks quick but that's that's the worst yeah i mean i i overcooked a hot dog one of the first times i got high in the microwave and it was it was a mind-blowing experience. That's what oh, I loved about. I don't even remember. I just remember when I opened it, it had <laughs> it had split open the oh, hot yeah. dog. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to my friends that I had overcooked it, but I just kept saying, "You guys, I cooked a hot dog. You don't understand. I cooked a hot dog." <laughs> like she's so proud of herself. No, that's not it. <laughs> but that's I don't I don't do anything anymore I'm sober but that was one of the things I loved about pot is that the dumbest most boring thing could suddenly seem exciting and hilarious <laughs> or so yeah. just profound yeah 
Oh, man. I think I remember being high and just thinking about why would anybody go to a pizza hut and eat there when you could just come to your home? Yeah. And I was like, I just, I felt like I needed to call them and be like, you don't have to have this big eating area, this dining <laughs> part. This is bad. Like this is, you could make more pizzas even over here. Although I will say the lunch buffet at Pizza Hut was kind of an exciting deal. When, you, when I was young and the sky was the limit for how much pizza could mm -hmm. be in my life. That was a real treat, mm. just a buffet of different slices of pizza. Yeah. A good pizza I'll buffet is, yeah. I'll like, agree with that. That's, yeah. a pretty good, that's a pretty good day as a kid. Yeah. Or a struggling adult. Okay, well, I never know how to end these things. I don't uh, either. But we'll just, I'll put some fart sounds at the end. Did you want to tell your yeah. biggest shit story? Um. Yeah, I... I love talking about uh, feces, but I'm drawing a blank right now. Okay. Well, next time then. Yeah. You never have to tell a shit story ever, Martha. I'll never, never I, I never, I don't like it. I you also memorize Eddie's shit story and retell it as your own. And what if people like it more when you tell it, then he'll be mad. My shit story was more like my pants fell in the toilet and it was, it's less about the actual. <laughs> oh. And more right. about like having right, to, to make Martha sick. We can't make Martha sick. It was bad. I can't even handle it on TV shows or movies where they show someone sitting on a toilet, even if they're just supposed to be peeing. Uh -huh. I still feel like you don't know what the implication is, and I just don't like it. Yeah. Have you watched the show, Dave? No, I heard it's great though. It's, really it's cool. funny. There's a really good uh, scene in the first season that you'll be so oh. mad that I turned you on to <laughs> that real quick reminds me have you guys watched the detroiters with sam yes. richardson sam and richardson tim? we've seen so a few good. of them we gotta finish them yeah. i love those guys i do too i i watched um i think you should leave because of you guys talking about it on your podcast and then i found out about the detroiters which is the same guys and i love yeah it. Like, it, I think you should leave is like really impacted our family's brains to mm -hmm. where we just say things like, if you love it as much as you say you do, <laughs> like that comes out at dinner time. Then there should be no qualms about it. Bon appetit so, down the hatch. It's so good. I love it so much. But, Martha, it's so good to see you. It's a, you yeah. too. This is going to be a nice, long, beefy episode. I like this. We did it. <laughs> We we beefed it up, guys. Good old beefy one. All right. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta go. Bye. Love you guys. Bye, Bye you guys. Love Bye. That was it, Martha Kelly. What an oh, interview, Martha. That was fun. She's that was a best. long. That was a long episode. Right. But who cares, right? We've you know we've taken I think. Oh, I'm sorry. You're welcome. Yeah. So much stuff for you to listen to. Yeah. Your dumb drives everywhere. Yeah. And uh, uh, what what the hell's going on? What's that sound? Oh my God, I think there's a portal to an, a multiverse of this shit. Like, I won't listen from an alternative reality. Oh my God. Opening up in the garage. What? What, what does it look like is coming through it? Is that Todd? It's, it's a, a Todd Glass voice message. Oh huh. my God. Eddie, Megan, it's Todd. And of course your kids, Jason and Blueberry. Is that your daughter's name? I know it's something like that. Um... We never did each other's show. Never did. We had always talked about it, but we never ended up doing it. 
And then the years pass, like time for an hourglass. Seems like just yesterday I was hanging out with Blueberry and uh, uh, Frankie. I hope I don't get your kid's name wrong. But anyway, tell them I said hi. They're probably dead now because so much time has passed. Oh, that was a little morbid. Oh, Jesus. I gotta break into their house and erase this. Oh, my God. We gotta close this portal before Todd, Todd comes through the portal into this universe. Tries to break into our house. And then erase this voicemail, which we might need as evidence. Yeah. Or I'm not... No, it's not even really evidence, because it's just he said, no, oh, it's a little dark. But whatever. We can hold it over him. Yeah. It's, now it's a uh, ransom? No. Uh, what do you use it? Blackmail. Yeah. We're going to blackmail him. Mm-hmm. We're going to blackmail Todd Glass. Anyways, yeah. that's 10,000. Guys, thanks for sticking around. Right. 10,000 downloads, episode 72. If we lost a few, a few of you on this one, no worries. Yeah, come back now. We'll do 15 minutes next yeah. episode. <laughs> but hey, you think it's over. It's not. Historical fact at the end of this. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Well, yep, yep. Bye-bye. Close Bye. those rings. <laughs> Blibbery. Libsyn. Kajabian Podbean. Some of the worst-named businesses ever. And while they seem part of effort to ensure everything on the internet sounds dumb, did you know they are in fact hosting platforms for podcasts? To replace an old relative talking incessantly about the many ailments over the course of a drive, and now this tingles, but is also sometimes numb, terrestrial radio was born. Thought-wave-filled soundboards became all the rage with people too inept to pick their own music to drive a vehicle to. It's hard to pick music. I'm gonna let Biscuit and the Meatball do it for me. But following the great chicken wing shortage of 2004, morning DJs were forced to resign as they no longer knew how they would fill their bellies with free eats from local bars. And from that, a niche was created, and that niche was filled by the audio blog. Today, the audio blog is called The Podcast, and is a way for women to listen and prepare for the latest true crime that might be perpetrated upon them by incels. And that's why women should never share toast with a stranger in a national park. Or uninformed people with enormous audiences to share vaccination disinformation on Spotify. This has been another installment of Eddie and Megan Give You Oral History.